This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Meruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Morris, and Jared Mariyama <laughs> is joining me. I sure am. There he is. Giggle me Jared, as I like to call him. <laughs> Stupid. All right. <laughs> call him, this is what I call him every day. That's right. All right. So we're going to start off with something we've actually, I don't, we've never done this before. Oh my, just jumping um, right in. What is this? This is the January. We jump right in. The, this is the January recap episode, right uh, January 2018, in case we make it to a second January recap episode. But what we're doing today, Jared and I have sent each other little packages. His is actually uh, much larger than mine. Mm. And what? <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, I'm totally leaving that in. This is all staying that's, in. That's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, Jared, you have no humor in your life. I do. <laughs> that's hilarious. I have plenty. <laughs> okay, so um, I've got. A box here from Jared. I'm going to start diving into this, and I'm just going to talk about what it is in here. So this is a live unboxing without video. So pretty yeah, pretty exciting. groundbreaking. So let's see what Mark has in Ooh. Mystery Box for January. Yes. Okay, so this is the Funko, um, like the Disney Afternoon action figures they just released. I got Scrooge McDuck. Nice. Very exciting. <laughs> I got... It's like Darkwing Duck. It's like Christmas. Super exciting. Um, did you ever? Did you have the? I know you were at an age that it might have been inappropriate yes. to have action figures. Well, did you have any of the Darkwing Duck ones? No, 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 from no. Like no. the first. I did not. Um, I didn't really I, follow Darkwing Duck in its original thing. I always liked the character design, and I remember when he came out, but I didn't. I didn't follow the show. Yeah, I loved it growing up. That was one of my. I liked. I think growing up, I liked Darkwing Duck more than Ducktales. Mm. But now rewatching them as an adult, I think Ducktales is better than Darkwing Duck. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. What else is no, in the box? Was, there's no. There's, there was no joke there, Jerry. I know, I know. You're finding the wrong <laughs> moments to laugh That's at. That's why here. I'm laughing. <laughs> um, okay, so I've got a really cool invisible creature oh, t-shirt yeah. and pins. That's right. Very exciting. I know they recently had a sale, mm-hmm. um, and Jared was nice enough to get me some stuff from them, so thank you. Yeah. And then, last but not least, we have a bunch of buttons. So these... Um, we're going to be giving out these buttons at the Cute Couples show, which I'll probably talk about more in a bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you follow us online or have listened to any episodes this past month, you'll know all about it. Um, but our next show is Cute Couples at Doan Arrow in Costa Mesa. And in this box are some cool cookie illustrations that have been put onto a circular button. So <laughs> thank you, Jared. Button. Get that tea in there. Yeah, so are you going to give those away with purchase, or how are you going to do that? Let's entice people to actually show uh, well, up. Yeah, I th- 
I you gave me quite a big bag, so I think even if I did one with every purchase, we'd still have some left over. So right. maybe um, I'll work with the shop and anybody that makes a purchase. Period. Sure. Whether that's a cookie or a print, you can get a, a button. Yeah. So, um, and then maybe I, I'll definitely save a few. Um, so I'll throw in some probably with orders that are made oh, online yeah. from the show after the opening. That's right. Um, okay. So my do I get to open my package now? <laughs> Yes, right. so, yes, your slightly smaller package, yeah. Jared. Um, <laughs> so as you're fumbling through to get that open, because I put a shitload of tape on there and packaged it pretty tight. Yeah. Um, have you ever been, like, part, oh, this geez. reminds me of, like, being a pen pal. Have you ever had a pen pal No, before? I actually have not. I think we did something in, in grammar school. Oh, what? <laughs> so this is... So, this is for the microphone, right? What do you call this? That So we have a pop filter mm -hmm. on our microphone, but this is like another one that goes directly onto the mic. So right. if you're like recording on the go, instead of getting um, like people blowing into it and catching all that air, oh. um, it'll catch it, you know, without you having to have a bunch of extra equipment. So it's like the same thing, but just for when you're kind of... Yeah, so, okay. I double up on mine. I've got that and the pop filter over it okay. <clears throat> when i record well i'll do that too oh. um all right here i got my squared co pins finally it's about time i have these pins so i got the um uh krang hooray oh you you said it correctly thank you i got Good the job. the thor helmet which is really nice this actually looks nicer in person i think than the photos i think you need to take better photos of your merchandise and i got the uh i do too the ghostbusters <laughs> pin the chris ramo uh design is that correct chris ramo did i only give you one well let me see let of me the see. ghostbusters pin uh, <laughs> i mean i pro i probably did yeah yeah, but... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that uh, I also got, let me... Is that... Yes. Is that a glow-in-the-dark one? The Ghostbusters? Look, check it. I don't remember. Yeah. I can't tell. It doesn't look like it. Oh, no, and you got screwed. Then. Is that the luck of the draw? <laughs> Seriously? Is that really how that works? Yeah, I literally... So, so I couldn't be biased. I, once I... Like, they came separated. So this bag is glow-in-the-dark. This bag is not glow-in-the-dark. So I couldn't be biased. I threw them all together and mixed them up. So it's literally, you know, whichever one I pick up, I don't check. Right. And there's no way to differentiate unless you look at it in the dark. Cool. It's a very cool pin. Um, I got the spoon, the, the <laughs> color-changing <laughs> spoon that you were complaining about so, on a previous episode. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, like I got that spoon, and then I wanted to get one that was an actual color. Yeah. So I picked up another box of cereal. And I got the same stupid spoon. So you get the the spoon that I already have. Was so it, we both have the same oh. Kylo Ren spoon. So it wasn't, uh, what cereal? Was this, so you got Cinnamon Toast Crunch originally, but then what did you get? I think this one, oh, I want to say Honey Nut Cheerios. And they didn't, it didn't come like, like each cereal didn't get its own. Spoon. No, I think it's just randomly inserted into a bunch of different, like, it's equally random per box of cereal, no matter what type of cereal it is. Oh, okay. Hold on. As long as it's doing that promotion thing. I'm trying so what I was getting at, I'll start the story. You'll interrupt me when you finish opening yes, that, but then I'll finish do. it afterwards. We've hinted at this, our, my origin story episode, but I was in the military for a while, and I started this pen pal thing with one of my friends from high school where she would send me a letter 
and I would send her one back. And we talked somewhat regularly. So it was funny to have like this pen pal exchange go on in between our daily conversations. So I made up a set of rules where like it was basically two forms of communication where anything that was said in our letters, we could only respond to within the letters. And we couldn't when we talked on the phone or texted, we couldn't say when we were sending a letter or what was being told in the letter or if they got it. So it was two very separate forms of communication. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there's. That. Well, I think I think letter <laughs> writing is always the best when there's rules. Um, all right. So <laughs> this is the uh, um, Pixar. What is this exactly? Like, where did you get this? This is from... Um... Well, I want to hear you pretend to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Dave Furlo uh, Pixar... You're, you're right so far. ...illustration. But it's like a sketchbook. It's a journal. Sketchbook, right. Dave. So it's a sketch... It's a, hmm. um, Mondo and Alamo Drafthouse have like a, another subsidiary company called Birth Movies Death. Mm-hmm. Um, and they oh, release... Yeah. With big movies, or big movie releases, they have like a magazine to accompany, I think, some of their screenings. Mm-hmm. So they did a Pixar one. I forget which movie they did this release with. Um, maybe Inside Out. Mm. Um, but anyways, they did a magazine. And then what you're holding is the sketchbook version of that cover. That's very cool. So it's the same cover. They just turned it into a sketchbook instead of the magazine. You know, it's so funny when I get sketchbooks that I like, I, I find I don't want to use them. Like, I feel like, yes, <laughs> like I ruined them. I have so many blank sketchbooks that I won't, like I said, like if I. That one in particular, yeah. I love Dave Perlow's work. Yeah. And this one, it, it feels weird to, to actually utilize what it was designed for. It's like I want Dave to draw on it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, just just make him just pay for him to do a a, a, a commission an entire sketch. Yeah, no book. kidding. That's very nice. Thank you very much. That's that's very cool. I didn't know that they did these. Um, that's great. I actually i I think I got this before the podcast started, mm-hmm. and I just and I bought it with the intention of giving it to you. I just never got around to doing oh, it. So very sweet. There you go. Well, thank you very much. I'm a weird guy, and one I think so. Tony Bowie knows this about me. If I if I like you and you are into similar things as me, I'll just shower you with random bullshit. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, so, so I'm a big I'm a shopper <laughs> in general. Uh, so I get very mm. excited when there's a hunt for something, or, or if you oh, see yeah, something totally. that that someone you know would want it. Um, so that's why it's always good to tell me what your obsessions are, because I'll always pick that stuff up. Although sometimes it's hard because. When you're like really Ninja Turtles. well, yeah, but like exactly, <laughs> like if you're really into Ninja Turtles, part of me will always think like, well, maybe he already has this, you know, and I don't want to spend a lot of money if you've already mm. picked something up. So I guess you have to make an Amazon wish list. <laughs> then I can just check and make sure you didn't get. Something. But a lot of those like collectory things, at least to my knowledge, they don't have them on Amazon. Like Amazon is usually like the big brand yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. you can get there. I know. Um, that's why there should be a, don't you think there should be like a wish list that's in general, like a cross website? I'm sure there probably is an app or something like that, right? There's got to be an app or some sort of a, a weird miscellaneous service that does something mm-hmm. like that. Like even with our Slack channel and stuff, I, I always thought we should do something where we set up trading or, or something like that. So everybody yes, knows. I want... 
Because I've got, I collect, you know, movie posters, screen printed posters and stuff like that. And sometimes I'll just impulse buy it and then I ends up sitting in a flat file mm-hmm. for a while. Right. Every once in a while, you know, like when you do your spring cleaning or whatever, I'll go through it. I'm like, oh, I don't really need this printer. I'll never probably put it up on the wall. Right. But it's still really good art or a desirable poster, but I don't know what to do with mm-hmm. it. Um, so that's a good idea. I know. Let's, uh, we should do something look like into that. that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of us like that, that just buy crap yeah, left definitely. and right. I, I'm the worst with toys. I have, I buy so much little toys. <laughs> like my desk and my bookshelves are just crawling with little toys that I love for about five seconds and then I don't care about anymore. Um, <laughs> I have one that you sent me somewhere. Here it is. This, I just put them together the other day. Oh yeah. 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 The, uh, the, the Wendy's toy. Mm-hmm. I had it in the box for so long, and I finally opened him up and put his arms together. Yeah, see, it's just little inspirational things like that. I like looking at little well-designed things. Yeah, that one's really cool. Um, I would like to figure out a way to do something like that. So, uh, I think you, yeah. Are we going to have to do this box every month? Am I going to have to put aside pre- <laughs> <laughs> presents for you every month? Probably. Yeah, that's, that's the real reason I started this, is just so... I can get rid of crap that I don't want that's, to Jared. That's actually Jared a good idea. Will give me, yeah. Jared will give me great gifts in respect. I know. It's funny. I bought you those uh, Disney Afternoon figures the minute after you said, don't buy those for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that. I know. It's, I know. I just, there's so much, I have so much stuff. I need to start like upping the level of curation for my personal mm-hmm. collection on stuff. Yeah. Well, especially I like the little stuff, so I feel like, oh, it's not bad. It's just, you know, five bucks here and there, but it adds up very quickly. So we're a good 10, 15 minutes into this episode that is the January recap, and we have yet to talk about one thing that's happened to us the past month. Right. But I'll breeze through this, this part really quick. Um, so we actually have been pretty busy in the podcasting world not only do we have our own show but between the two of us we've been guests on three other shows no oh, so that's jared right. and jared and i were on the retro rewind podcast talking about hercules <laughs> yes. so that we'll leave a link to the, all of these in our show notes for this episode um so we did the retro rewind podcast <laughs> that is so hard to say rewind <laughs> it's a it's a great name yes. and a great concept but it, it's very difficult to mm-hmm. say Retro Rewind podcast, the Hercules episode. Um, more recently, we were on the Cloud City cast. Mark, I, I hate to interrupt you. Um, oh! We have a guest in the room. I didn't even see it. <laughs> Hello. There he is. <laughs> Look who's What's this? here. Breaking news. So today we have, um, we're doing a lot of firsts we here. Are. Another one. This is a return guest. I think Cole, his name's Cole. I don't know why I'm asking that as if I don't know correct. what his name is. But, uh, you, I think you've been on our show more than anybody else. Jared, help me out here. Yes, he has. No, is, is that true? Okay, Let's see, because we, we did we did Cole's show. Right. So I guess that counts. Oh, yeah. it, it feels like a lot more. But anyways, welcome back <laughs> to you. the Squared Co. podcast. His name is Cole? Yes. yes. <laughs> Still. Cole Roberts. Um, what's going on, Cole? Thank you for hopping on and being our guinea pig yet again for something. Uh, it's like it's like we're in the clubhouse <laughs> and someone has dropped by unexpectedly 
to the clubhouse. Right. Yeah, I was I was in the neighborhood and I was riding my bike and I thought I'd just come over. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, what we're going to try and do with these monthly recap episodes moving forward, assuming this goes relatively well, um, <laughs> we'll invite a new guest um, onto our recap to jump in for a short period just to chat and to talk about something going on in their neck of the woods. So Cole... I'll give you the floor for a couple of minutes here. Um, what's going on? What's happened to you the past month? Oh, past month. So, so just January then. Yes. Uh, well, yes. Uh, it, it turned twenty. It's twenty eighteen now. So that's <laughs> that's oh, pretty I, cool. I thought you were saying you turned twenty. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> I actually just turned thirty three. So there you go. Wow. <laughs> Happy birthday, Cole. Oh, thanks, thanks. Yeah, that's really that, that's really about it. It's it's uh. It's 2018. I, I'm another year older, and uh, I think since the last time I've been on the show, I am a, I'm a dad now. So yes, that's yeah, right. So congratulations on that as well. Yeah, I sleep every three weeks, and um, <laughs> <laughs> in between then, just kind of hang out and change diapers and make art. So well, Cole, Cole's being um, modest here. I know because I follow you on Instagram that you've started. I don't know if this is a 2018 thing or just more recently, but you started um, like a new exercise where you're doing these uh, like album cover, album art covers. You're redoing hmm. Cole style. Is this is this a, an ongoing exercise for you or is this something? Uh, how, why don't you help me stop talking yes, and just please. talk about this exercise? Yeah, OK, we can talk about that. So. It's it's currently on hiatus right now, only because I didn't want to like overdo it too much at once. Um, but right, I think I think the last time I was on here, I guess it was on my whatever you want to call it, the, the solo episode. We were talking about how I went to college for painting at first, mm-hmm. and uh, so mm. over Christmas break, I was like, you know, I, I kind of want to start painting, but I don't really feel like spending a lot of money uh, on supplies. So I thought. You know, we'll just take a stab at digital painting a bit. And uh, every, I don't know what it is. Every year I get older, my birthday month, I, I start to get like really nostalgic. And <laughs> I started thinking mm-hmm. about like, you know, the 90s and how great music was in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I was just, I was listening to a lot of, a lot of music, like a lot of Nirvana, uh, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam. And I was admiring these album <clears throat> covers that are like really iconic. And I thought, man, these are pretty edgy especially at the time and i thought you know it might be kind of fun to like draw these since they're they're mainly photo based it'd be kind of cool to draw them in a more kid-friendly way because Mm. i'll admit at the time when those bands were big i wasn't really listening to them because the album art was a little intense a little scary um (laughs) you know the music was a little heavy then you know i was probably gosh i was probably like seven eight nine around that era um Mm. so i didn't want you know it just it didn't really hit me i didn't really want to appreciate it until you know later when i got older and went back to it so anyways i thought it'd be fun to kind of make them look lighthearted, use a lot of colors and do them in this painterly style so with um with with having a kid right now i i i have to just be able to draw wherever i'm at and so um using the ipad pro to do all these covers uh, has made it like really easy to you know in between naps and you know feedings and things like that to do like these quick little paintings so i did i think i did six no i did eight um i did eight of them and they were a lot of fun it was just cool to like 
listen to these albums and kind of create these fun versions of the co- uh, of the covers while listening to them. And people really like it because I, I think a lot of people can connect to nostalgia and, and music. And so, so what were some of the covers that you did? Uh, just so people know. What yeah. You for you. Uh, well, um, I did the in utero cover for Nirvana, which has mm-hmm. that kind of uh, anatomic, like, I don't know. It looks like a science, like, Right, body right. where you see insides and has angel wings. I did the uh, Pearl Jam versus cover that has like the the sheep or I guess it's an alpaca maybe kind of like mm. biting mm-hmm. the fence. Uh, I did the Foo Fighters first cover which has that cool old vintage ray gun. Right, uh, right. I right, did right. the uh, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness Smashing Pumpkins cover and uh, a couple of Alice in Chains uh, covers and. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. Just, it was a lot of fun. It was just a fun like. It's a style I hadn't really worked on before. Yeah. So it was a. It was new stylistically to kind of venture. I the style itself's not super original, but it was like my first time to really like, kind of just, go into it without you know caring what the, you know the repercussions would be, and uh, just having fun, <laughs> just just making some stuff. Very cool. All right, I'm gonna try and transition this style. It might it might be a leap here. But you are contributing to our next show, which is Cute Couples. It feels like you kind of channeled that style into your piece, your contribution for the, the Cute Couples style. So what mm-hmm. you were doing, experimenting with this painterly style uh, with the album art covers, you kind of took that style and applied it to your submission for Cute Couples. Yes. And you can go ahead and talk about uh, what your couple is. Okay. I'll let you be give the official announcement. <laughs> yeah, so I chose... <laughs> Jared might like this. Yes. Yeah, I chose to do uh, Cuphead and Mugman. Um, nice. Yeah, I... You know, it was... What was cool about this was um, I had been drawing them off and on for a while. Just They're just so cute and fun. And <laughs> Those characters um, are awesome. Yeah. I, I, lo- I love that game and that art style, and uh, I've been following that studio pretty closely, but for those who don't know, it it's a video game that uh, was made traditionally. Um, it was all hand-drawn, hand-inked. Uh, all the backgrounds are watercolor painted. Um, the only, like, digital work they did was, like, the actual, uh, like, the coloring of the characters was digital, but... Everything is done like they did Snow White, like it, and but mm-hmm. it's a playable video game, and uh, it is incredible, incredibly it's hard, but it's an incredible game. Yeah. Uh, so the the thing that was kind of cool with doing those album covers was messing around with a different style. I was able to kind of find something I liked about that style, and then translate it into this piece. And mm-hmm. since you know it being a, a gallery type show, it, it's. I, I feel a little less precious with it. It's like I, I wanted to do my best, but at the same time, it, it didn't need to like define me or define like what I do. It just needed to be something that was like fun and I can, you know, enjoy the process on. And so um, I had a lot of fun making it. Uh, that style from the album covers was a nice transition into that. And I think it worked well just because um, these characters, if anyone hasn't seen them, they look like Mickey Mouse in a sense. Like they're very, mm-hmm. you know, there's something... I guess kind of iconic about them and they're very simple and if Mickey Mouse was a yeah cup. exactly I mean <laughs> that's literally it you, you replace his head with a cup and that's what you what you've got but I didn't want to like recreate that exact because it's such a specific art style so I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted the whole time I ever since I chose this for the show I wanted to do them different but still make them cute and recognizable and 
uh, luckily those designs are just so good. They really lend themselves to uh, yeah. just be fun no matter how, you know, how you make them. So are you, are you new to digital painting or is this something you've, you've done before and you're just kind of getting back into it or, or have you, yeah. um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's like totally new. I mean, I, I color every, like I draw digitally all the time. And so all the coloring I do is digital, but this was more of like a kind of treat it like, treat it more as a painting where I'm uh, going over certain areas I've already done multiple times and getting different effects. And luckily the, mm -hmm. <laughs> the procreate update they did this last fall uh, really is friendly towards digital painting where uh, colors actually mix on the screen and mm -hmm. um, they allow smudging. And I, I don't know. It's just, it was neat. It was just a good excuse to kind of like take a piece of software I've been using for a while and kind of push it, outside of like what I would do like in Photoshop or something. Right, right. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see. Have you teased this yet? Or, uh, or yeah, I have we, one yeah. little teaser on my Instagram. Uh, okay. So <laughs> Instagram uh, at Life of Cole. Uh, okay. Yeah, and if, I feel like if I tease the other half, you pretty much have seen. <laughs> <You've> seen it. <laughs> it's, it's a couple, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about the show. Uh, I'm excited to see everyone else's work. Yeah, me too. I wish I could go because the cookies at that place look really good. Oh, man. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen this yet, but Jared and I were guests on the Master of One podcast. And they do, it was new at the time, but they do a YouTube video channel now. So it's their, basically their episodes, but video. Um, and we happened to all be together for this recording. And I brought Donero cookies to the party. Right. Oh, so man. instead of an, like a pod, instead of a podcast episode, it's basically what five dudes just eating cookies. Yeah, <laughs> I would basically. watch that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody would ask a question, and then it's like, oh my god, did you try this one? Yeah, and then and then another like two or three minutes of gushing over the cookie flavor, <laughs> then back to one minute of conversation, then back to the the next cookie flavor. Man, that's what I want to do. Um, we'll, we'll have to <laughs> if I ever make it to California, we'll just have to get cookies and then record it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it'll be a nice, um, you know, um, in addition to what you do with ice cream on your show. I was just going to say like a cookie definitely. version. We'll, we'll do a spinoff episode uh, for the next uh, Scary Movie Ice Cream Squared Co. crossover. Yes, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely uh, have to have you guys back on this year. That the If anyone hasn't heard it, the episode we did back in November for uh, Nightmare, uh, <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas was awesome. Right. Arguably the best um, from Cole's podcast. Yeah, no, it um, is. <laughs> but we should say, though, that Cole and Mike's episode for us, the It episode that we did with them, oh, yeah, is by right. far it is. It is our most listened to episode. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever want to milk the cow again, we could we could do a revisited sometime. Yeah. <laughs> do I still like well, this movie? The sequel will be out soon enough, I suppose. Oh, my God, yeah, next year. So we'll be back. <clears throat> All right, Cole, as much as we love you, this is our show. And you just I know, that was in, super so. rude of me. I, I'm really sorry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, we love you, and we will leave links to um, how you can get in contact with Cole and see all of his work. Um, but he will be participating in the Cute Couples show, so be on the lookout for that. Um, Cole, thank you so much for stopping by. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and thanks, thanks for letting me crash the party. Thanks, Cole. We'll talk Come to you on. later. Right. See you guys. <laughs> See ya. Oh, okay. We're very nice. Pod, of, we're talking about podcast. Very nice of Cole so, to stop by. Yes, we. He's 
So I didn't mention this when he was on, but he's been our guinea pig for almost yep. any time we try a change in format, mm -hmm. he's been here. So I really do appreciate Cole being um, willing to participate in this. He was our first record, and he was our first uh, movie review mm -hmm. episode with multiple guests. So thank you, yes. Cole. Um, but back to the recap. Let's see. I just talked. We're on Retro Rewind podcast, right. Hercules episode, and then... Uh, Cloud City Cast, Jared and I were both on for episode number 248. Right. Um, I cannot even, Matt, believe that that podcast has so many freaking episodes. I know. They were doing nuts. like three a week at, at one point. They've, they've cut it back, Ooh. I think. But yeah. Yeah. So that was. He's, so what really impressed me is he was able to turn an episode around within the night. So like. Yep. I've done that a few times um, with our movie review episodes, but doing that, it seemed like that's the regular workflow for him is record, edit, release. Yeah. Um, he, um, nuts. he, he's much more audio savvy, I think, than, <laughs> than our sound guy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yes. did, did you think like when you listened back to that, how did you think you sounded? Did you sound normal? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I, uh, I mean, I, so when I first started doing this, our own podcast, I couldn't stand listening to my own voice. Yeah. Um, but now it's almost like it's, there's like a disconnect where I don't even think it's me. It's just, I don't, I, it's hard to explain, but I don't care as much, um, listening to my own voice. Uh, I, I find and that I, it doesn't I've, bother me. I've started focusing more on the content than on the the sound of my voice, um, which it, it's still right. painful to listen to. But I, I'm focused more on like <laughs> the questions we ask or or sort of how we keep the flow yeah. going. So um, yeah, that's what I'm. But he, uh, what's his name? Liam does a very good job. Like he's a good talker, so he he mm -hmm. is able to keep that thing going. So I also did another podcast with him. I did the. Um, Animation Station. I hope I'm saying that right. Animation Station podcast, uh, and we talked. I know about, that their uh, logo is ASP. Right. So I right. think you're good. There's another one that's similar to that though, which I always find when I'm looking for that one. But um, yeah. So we talked about Mary and the Witch's Flower on that one. So quite a few mm -hmm. podcasts. Was there another one? Was that it? Was there another one? I think that was it for for this month. Uh, yeah. So, but so, I mean, so check those out. We'll post listings to all of our episodes in the show notes. Give them support. At, I don't know why I'm saying that. They've got more probably more followers than we do. But go take a listen to their episodes. Uh, they're all very nice people, and uh, we thank them for letting us yes. come on. Yeah, it's it's fun to be able, you know, now that we've done this almost 50 episodes, to be able to go back to the other side. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's definitely a different dynamic. Oh, def um, you're much better on other yeah. shows. Thank you. <laughs> you're thank welcome. You. <laughs> Speak so there you go. There's incentive. If you're listening to this one and you think I'm okay, just go listen to me somewhere else. Right. Even better. But speaking of much better, Mark uh, has shaved and has cut his hair very short. Uh, and you can't see it. <laughs> and you might not know what Mark looks like regularly. But he looks very different now. So anyway, just thought I'd uh, mention that. Thank you. Thank you for pointing out. You're welcome. Out. What's next? Um, What's next? All right. So I got my movie pass. Oh. And I've started using it. It's... So, so far, it's been good, mm -hmm. but I just found out this today that I'll, I heard this on um, a local news morning station mm -hmm. that they were, this is according to them, I didn't read the article or anything, but they were forwarding or like commenting on this article about MoviePass, and they said that 
now high traffic AMC theaters will no longer accept Movie Pass, mm. and I don't know what high traffic means. Like they're pop, like, like so not all AMC theaters, just yeah. So the it's ones you want to whatever, go to, <laughs> yeah. So it's probably like if they have a luxury seat or assigned seating, you oh, can't go to that oh, one. You can go. I don't know. I have no idea, um, but. They were saying that high traffic AMC theaters will no longer accept the movie. Pass. I hate to recap this every time, but explain it to me how it works again. You pay a fee for movie pass. So there's correct. So they have to be losing money. But let me I'll explain it to you really quick and then we can yeah. talk about it in detail. So there's you can pay an annual subscription or a monthly. So it's I think it's down to like nine ninety nine a month or like ninety dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I did the annual one, so I'm locked in for a year. Um, but the way it works is you get a debit card with the movie pass logo on it. So it's it's an actual like Visa credit card debit right. card. Uh, um, and then you have to you download the app to your phone and you link it to your card that they send uh-huh. you. So <clears throat> uh, if you want to go to a movie, you have to go to the theater. And you have to check in. So your GPS has got to be on your phone. You have to check in to the theater um, and select the movie you want to see. Once that's all completed, MoviePass will credit your debit card with a fixed dollar amount. And then you basically you go to the, the, the ticket booth and hand them over your MoviePass as a form of payment. So what I don't understand about AMC declining the MoviePass is that it's... It's a dollar exchange. They don't get you don't get a discounted rate or anything. It's a fully functional debit card with the ticket the total dollar amount that it costs to buy a ticket. Mm. So they're still getting, let's just say it's $15 for a movie ticket. They're getting their $15. Movie pass, they have to have another angle to why they're doing this. Yes. Um, because they're losing money. If you go to one movie a month, you already they're already losing money off of that one movie. But I so when I read about this, because now again, this is the part of the show where my young friend Mark explains <laughs> new technology to the old man. Uh, but that they were going to do sort of uh, target advertising through the club where they say, um, so movie pass oh, okay. people, you're supposed to go see this movie this week and we're going to give you a whatever, a discount to go see, or you get some kind mm. of bonus if you go see this movie this week. Or something like that, and 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 only recently right. I think did they do the first tie-in with it was Itanya or something one of those uh, where you get like an email blast or something saying um, I don't know some incentive to go see that movie but still right. I don't I don't understand why the theaters wouldn't want to support this yeah the only and they were speculating this on the radio show is that AMC might be trying to unveil their own version of the movie pass. So it's like an AMC pass. So if you buy the subscription, you can go to any AMC theater, any AMC movie. So they're tr- maybe they're trying to limit that the competition so they know, they won't ex- accept that. But what I don't get is it's a dollar amount. So how can they even say no right, to it? Right, right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, it's so bizarre to me. Um, but anyways, there's there's our movie pass talk for for the week. Or the so month. then, uh, what did you see <laughs> this month? Because you saw, uh, I okay. So this month I saw, if you count the movie I'm going to see tomorrow, which is technically January, I will have seen eight movies in January. Ridiculous. But 
from our last episode, we didn't talk about this. I my movie extravaganza day or however you want to call yes. it, my super day at the movies. Yes, terrible. So I wanted to see how many movies I could see in the theater in one day. The answer or what I got was five movies. Ugh. Then I was like, oh, you know what? Because so I started basically. Let's see, the first movie I think was at ten or ten thirty. Mm-hmm. And then I got out around nine ish, nine nine thirty. So I was thinking about it, like that was enough for me. So five for one day, that was my max this past month. Ugh. But I was like, oh, I could probably go to one more at like nine thirty or ten. So I was like, oh, the real answer is six. And then I thought I looked at the movie times, and there was actually movies that started at eight. So I could have actually done seven movies in a day. So I think I'm not going to do this regularly. I think this is going to be a stupid like Christmas tradition or like maybe the day after Christmas every year or during that holiday break. I'll try and do a a movie extravaganza. So next year I'll try and hit six. Keyword is stupid. Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. I mean, I I liked it. It was just you really you're pretty limited to your food choices Ugh. being candy, soda, popcorn, hot dogs. hot dogs and like shitty chicken fingers or chicken nuggets. Ugh. Or like maybe like a microwave pizza or some I, I, th- nachos. That would be hard for me to do at home. Like like we've done it before where we're like <laughs> let's watch all the Star Wars movies and and even then by the time you get to like you know Revenge of the Sith you're like well Maybe we'll just call it a day after this one. <laughs> but to, to go to the theater, ugh, that's ugh, that's too much, I think. I, I so did that years I, ago when I was younger. But um, <laughs> that was like three movies and that killed me. So I don't know how you do five or six. Well, it was it – was, I planned it out to be three. And I was like, oh, if I'm feeling it, I can do four. And then it just so happened like it was – perfect when one got out another one either just started within like 10 minutes give or take so i either missed let me see i actually i don't i didn't miss a minute of any movie oh that's good so i think i walked in during previews for a couple of them but Mm -hmm. i didn't miss any of the movies yeah because you Um, don't want to miss the first five minutes of pitch perfect three or whatever (laughs) so i was just gonna go down the the five that i saw that day okay and i'm not gonna give a review or anything because it's too many so i'm just gonna say um i saw jumanji Mm -hmm. pitch perfect three Mm. the greatest showman Mm. downsizing and father figures yeah, yeah. So, what did you think of downsizing? Let me ask you about just that one. That was the one I was hoping you would not ask. Me I know about, because it's so. the most contra. I don't care about Jumanji and all those other things, but uh, downsizing. I, I really wanted to I see hated it. it. Yeah, I know it's been I getting terrible it. reviews. So it's actually it's not a bad movie, and I don't want to get too deep into it because this is not territory that I want the podcast to go down. Oh, but wow. it is way too way too political. Oh. Um. And I'll just leave it at that. I don't like any sort of... Pol- Even if I agree with the politics, yeah. I don't want it in my Interesting. movies at all. So Matt that. Damon's having a tough run <laughs> lately. <laughs> it, it's it's such a fun concept. Yeah. And I think they could have done something really cool with it. Um, and the cast was great, too. I just... Right, sure. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, what else yeah, did you see this month, though? That, so that's like five in one day. Oh, so then what else did you see? Um... I saw Mary and the Witch's Flower, which I loved. So I know you did a whole episode on it, um, but I'll just talk about it really briefly. I love that traditional animation still exists. Mm -hmm. 
as much as great as some of the Disney and Pixar movies are, there's nothing like traditionally animated movies. Right. Um, it's even you're even getting further away from it on TV with the the shorts and the the cartoons shows. Mm-hmm. I think they're going more towards like the Teen Titans Go animation style, which is kind of like it looks like Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know if there's a better term for that, but you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, it's but anyways, I, I love traditional animation, and Mary and the Witch's Flower was a really, really fun movie. Um, I, I loved mm-hmm. it. And this is, so I thought it was a, a Studio Ghibli movie, right. but it, it's a new studio, right. and you probably have more information on this than I do. Always. Uh, yeah, it, it is created by, <laughs> the studio was started by people who left Studio Ghibli uh, and started their own, right. uh, their own uh, okay. Studio Panak, I, I think it's called. And But you got all that bonus feature stuff didn't you at the the phantom or what do you call that fathom fathom, <laughs> fathom event yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so um but yeah i liked it too we talked all about it on that podcast i won't get into it here because uh right we'll, we'll keep moving on um and what so what else so then? was that it? i saw let's see all the money in the world mm-hmm. so uh, i started doing this thing and we talked about this before in i think the december or the year end recap right i'm doing so i'm going to the movie every wednesday and with that i'm doing an accompany i'm illustration so it's just something quick that i can knock out like in an mm-hmm. evening i think for those let's see i did harry potter the first harry potter movie well okay so a reason i'm doing wednesdays is because there's a local theater that does like classic movie screenings or like older movies so that way i have the opportunity to see not just new releases but i can see stuff like harry potter so they're doing the first wednesday of every month is the next harry potter movie anyways i saw harry potter this is the wednesdays harry potter fuck what was the next one the oh the room Mm -hmm. okay so this is i was supposed to see the room and if you know anything about this movie, it's supposed to be like very interactive with its screenings where yeah, people dress up, people like talk throughout the movie and like apparently there's spoons that get involved that they throw on the ground. Um, there's footballs. There's all this weird miscellaneous mm-hmm. stuff. So I thought it was going to be something more fun, interactive, like a Rocky Horror Picture Show where people like dance in front and like interact in that way. Um, The room interaction, I could not stand. Mm. I think I made it through five minutes and walked. You did? And it wasn't. So what what was annoying is that as we were walking out, people thought they're being cute and cheeky and like, oh, don't leave now. It gets worse. And I'm like, it's not because the movie's bad. You guys are fucking annoying. Like every, I don't know how or who came up with these rules, but every time (laughs) water is on screen, the whole crowd yells water. And then every time uh, somebody walks up and down this spiral staircase, people like go boom, boom, boom. So it's like every little tiny moment, there's some sort of annoying participation thing and it didn't enhance the experience it like was just annoying the crap out. yeah of that me. sounds terrible um and then so on top of that there was a group of really obnoxious gentlemen that this they wanted to like assert like let it be known that they have seen this movie multiple times right so he would announce something that's about to happen on screen in a clever way so that the whole theater knows that he knows 
that he's seen this movie. Okay, so give me give me an example of what he would do. There's the one example that I can remember is that uh, Tommy Wiseau has a scene where he walks across screen and his butt shows. Okay. So before that happens on screen, this group of guys, somebody in there was like, and the weather forecast is a full moon or something like that. Mm. And then his butt walks, goes across the screen. Um, and then another stupid thing he says, it, it, like the, I don't remember the, the time on the clock, but let's just say it was like 915. Right. He would say something stupid like, 850 plus 65 is yeah and i'm like okay come on like (laughs) this is not even fun he's literally just trying to show off that he knows this movie very well Uh, yeah Um, and it was very annoying and obnoxious that sounds like a nightmare but uh, were people uh like into it though was everyone like yeah like they like this guy that's doing this or was that Uh, i don't know as i literally i made it through the first five minutes and again I can't iterate this enough. It had it wasn't the movie. Like the movie was bad, but it was watchable, and it, I was actually looking forward to seeing it in the movie theater. Right. But this, I just couldn't handle this sort of experience. That's if you hilarious. Will. So I walked out and ended up seeing Star Wars again. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did see that on your list there. Um, okay. Yeah. So I I traded the room for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a couple other movies. Let's see. I saw Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja Turtles in theater. Um, I'll talk about that for a minute. The only the disappointing thing with that is that I like when these movies, these older movies are being shown again in theaters. I would like it to be like, ideal if it was original film. I think they're just showing like a DVD projection of the movie, which what? isn't a big deal. But <laughs> really, it loses some of its. Yeah, it loses some of its charm. You know, like a, a film has a distinct like feeling, sound and look to it. Um, and you definitely don't get that on a digital projection. Um, but the, so one thing that was cool about this, this was like a local group that does events. Um, and they had the original composer for that film do, doing a Q&A afterwards. Um, so that was really cool to be able to see him talk about um, music and sort of his process, um, like getting to hear and learn about a different type of creative process. Um, so that was fun. Uh, but that's it for movies. Let's see. Jared. So did you, you uh, okay. So did you list, I'm sorry. Did you list all of your films that you saw? Was that all the films you saw in January? Um, I think that's all that I can remember. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote them down somewhere, but I don't want to open that document up right now and do it. But yeah, So, so I know I saw, I saw eight, in um, January, but if you include the five and another miscellaneous few, mm. I think from the last recap episode, I've seen 15 movies in the theater. That's ridiculous. You should be spending your time doing other things, and I've got a list of what those other things should be. <laughs> uh, so my, I did go a lot for me this month. I did go, I think, just about once a week. I saw Darkest Hour. Uh, the Post, Mary and the Witch's Flower, and um, Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. And I saw Lady Bird at the end of last year, though. I think that was December, though. So this is my. So I'm just doing Oscar films at this time. I'm just I'm going by the nominations and all that. So I know uh, the Oscars were going to do something fun for the Oscars, I think. So you better. Are you going to watch the Oscar films? Or are you going to? I know you don't like dramas. Oh, I I already 
guessed my picks for well that, yes so. i know but <laughs> you won't go see the films <laughs> it's not <laughs> i will see them i probably i won't see the post i won't see darkest hour mm. i want to see ladybird and i want to see three billboards it's just i don't know if by the time i get around to seeing those they'll still be in theaters mm. so like the tomorrow which is the last day of january i'm seeing groundhog day <laughs> um and then i I might be able to see a movie this coming weekend, which might be the last opportunity before a lot of those films go away. Mm. Well, they usually so. they usually stick around through through Oscar season. This is like the only time people see them. Like, um, so I can go during the day. So we'll I try s- to we'll go see. during the day because no one's there. But uh, for these Oscar films, it's just packed with old people seeing Oscar films. <laughs> a lot of fussing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you participate yes. as well. Yes. Um, okay, so this is the second is it the second edition? I don't mm-hmm. know. This is the whatever edition of Tasty Time. Smooth transition. So, um <laughs> you you didn't get a, a chance to do this last time, so I'll let you start oh. with your tasty time talk. So let's see, how do we do this? Is this um just for the month? Or is, am I talking about something specific, like I have to pick the best one? You do whatever you want. I talked about two items last month. I have one and a half items this month. So okay. you do whatever you want with this chunk of tasty talk. Time. Okay, so I'll do one. Uh, so there's a local bakery here called Bad Bakers. and yes, uh, I was hoping this would be brought up. <laughs> so they have... Uh, they have a bunch of stuff, but uh, primarily they have uh, donuts and cronuts and um, this thing. And bronuts and go right. And this thing called uh, Spanish rolls, which were probably the best thing they had there. These like warm butter sugar rolls. And they're really plain, but really good. And whenever you eat like hot bread like that, uh, it's pretty addicting. But uh, they also had these cronuts and donuts that they gave you. Certain ones came with a filling injector so you got a like a syringe yeah but it's like a fat syringe you know like those <laughs> i don't know like sometimes when you give pets medicine or something it's this really thick yeah. thing. so they you you can pick the flavor you want and you you can inject it and it was all very fun the donuts were actually very good so what what um what donut did you get and what filling did you get to uh, come on Jerry. so there was a at least lie to me i think the the fillings were just like strawberry or uh, chocolate and vanilla, like a like a custard thing that you can fill. So they weren't unusual mm-hmm. with that. The donuts were those, um, you know, kind of the voodoo donut thing where it's like uh, movie theater night. So it has like popcorn on it or something. You know, it's like all these crazy oh, flavors. That sounds terrible. I know. One of them had like <laughs> potato chips on it, and, and you know, no. So it's all over the Why? place. But um, but they were good. They were actually really good. And how I can tell a donut is good is that it's still good the next day. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, I always get a bunch because, you know, you want to try all the different places. You flavors. can't help yourself. Yeah, so, yeah. But I will say those the place we went to in... Um, Sidecar. Yeah, that's still my... I think I'm... I base everything on that now. Everything's going to be up against that because those were yeah, some of the best. It's difficult. Those are really freaking good. And I... Yeah. I, you know what? We'll save it because I'm sure we'll... Next time you come down, that'll be our edition of Tasty okay, Time. Okay, that'll be good. So we'll do that again. Um, um, but f- for me, or do you I have one more uh, Nutter Butter cereal. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Exci- oh, is it any? Is it 
different for then like a Captain Crunch peanut butter, or is it the same, just a different brand? Uh, like the same style. It's different. I mean, so it's shaped like that peanut shape, like the cookies are, like Nutter Butter cookies are. And oh, there's, okay. it, it's a pretty, it's a pretty strong peanut butter flavor. Like they, um, it's almost, um, it's almost salty, which sounds weird. And so when you first bite into it, you're like, oh, it's kind of strange. And at first I thought, oh no, I don't, I don't like this. And then I kept eating it, of course. And it's this ridiculously big <laughs> box. So, uh, and th- so by the time I was by my second or third bowl of eating this cereal, I find that I really loved it. Actually, it's pretty good. So you should give it a try. I don't <laughs> know. Right, Do you I'll eat cereal? To, I will have to try. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I go through phases where like. I'll love sugar cereals for like a month and then I won't eat it again for like six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my next phase, I'll go pick it up. But sure. are you, I, cause you're more concerned about all that stuff. Are you uh, anti carb? Like do you avoid carbs or is it just, how does that work um, with your diet? I, I don't really have a diet, so oh. I, sh- I should, <laughs> uh, but if I'm going to, if I'm going to go for it, like, I don't hold back. So there's one more thing I want to do before, and that's the crossover item that I sent you. Yes, this is my half. Yes. So uh, I sent uh, Mark a jar of Twix spread, which is basically like Nutella, but it's like a chocolate with like cookie bits in it, I guess. So what did you what did Mm. you do with it? I put it on pancakes. Oh, that's a good idea. I, I was trying so hard to figure out what to do with this stuff. Like, how the hell do I eat it? Do I just eat it like chocolate out of the <laughs> jar? I'm like, no, that's kind of weird. Um, I know that Nutella, like, you can put it on toast, but I don't yeah. really, I'm not a big toast guy. Um, so I made pancakes and I put it on, and it was it was really good as a pancake topping. That's interesting. So did it melt or did it just sort of? It got it got a little gooier, yeah. like. So it's pretty solid in the case or the container, right? right. Um, but it, I mean, if the if the pancake was still warm or heated, it would it would kind of melt and get a little gooey. But it wasn't ever like runny, yeah, yeah. you know. Oh, that's a good idea. I should try that because I really didn't know what to do with it. Like I we put it on shortbread yeah. cookies, and I mean that's fine. But um, yeah, that's a good idea. Is that all you did with it? Shortbread cookies? I can't remember now. It's been so long. Yeah, it was always a cookie. Like we tried it on some different mm. cookies. But plain yeah, cookies. So. I don't I don't think bread is probably the only other thing I would think to do. And that just seems so boring. Yeah. So I'll try pancakes. All right. Um and I'll we'll post so, we'll post some pictures of this stuff because the Twix the Twix spread was really <laughs> odd, I thought. Like it was good. I mean it tastes like a chocolate spread, like frosting or something, but um Yeah. I mean you're right. It's a, it all it is really is Nutella with like cookie bits yeah. in it. Or like some kind of like crunchy uh, graham crackery. Kind of and I got that at uh, World um, Market, so I haven't seen it anywhere else. But you can pick it up and try for yourself. So anyway, right there. I'm sure. I'm sure our uh, our buddies over at Amazon have it. Probably, probably, well. yeah. All right, your turn. Okay, so my turn. So we've Jared and I have actually eaten here together. Um, it is like a breakfast joint down the street from me called Snooze, ah. and they are really. Okay, I'm not gonna say famous, but like they're they're known for. If you go there, you have to try their pancakes. Right. So they have a ton of different pancake options. So it's always a lot of fun to go there and like try one of the new ones. So they always have like a pancake of the day that rotates. Mm-hmm. They have seasonal pancakes, and then they have like ten regular pancakes. There's a ton of different pancakes to choose from. Yeah. So this month when I went, I tried. Well, my go-to's they have a peanut butter cup. 
pancake, yeah. which is like a chocolate pancake with a kind of peanut butter frosting. Um, and then a cinnamon roll, mm-hmm. which is it's a cinnamon roll. It's it's a normal based, but they add like cinnamon into it. And then they have a ton of different um, cinnamony kind of toppings. Um, but the new one that I tried that was really it was like a total Instagram kind of food <laughs> is um, it was called Nana's Hot Cocoa Pancake. Huh. And what it, it was like a. Oh, man. Nana's. It was like a chocolate-ish kind of swirl pancake almost. Right. But like, and then, so that was the chocolate part was the pancake. And then they drizzled some. Uh, Marshmallow? It wasn't. They drizzled like some chocolate syrup on top of it. But the thing that made it really cool, they had a giant brick of a marshmallow, <laughs> like a melted marshmallow. So it was like. They had this huge brick on top of that was marshmallow that they like seared the edges of. So it was like semi melted and kind of crispy on the edges on top of this chocolate pancake. So I took pictures of this. Yeah. I think I had it in our stories, but I'll, we'll post it in this episode art on Instagram so you can scroll through and see these awesome pancakes. Is that place a chain or is it? Is it? Uh, it is, but I don't think there's that many locations. Um, I want to say there's like five or less. Oh, okay. Because when we went, um, uh, but I know it that gets there's very busy. Like it was a pretty small actual restaurant. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I can't. You can't go there. Like you have to go seven thirty or earlier. Mm-hmm. If you go like seven thirty eight or after eight, it's like an hour long wait. Yeah. That's the first time ever you it's were insane. at the place before I was. Uh, usually I have to wait for Mark for like an hour. Like I am at the location <laughs> at the time we said we're going to meet. And then he calls and says, I'm leaving right now. Uh, but that time you guys got there early to save us a table and everything. That's pretty good. Um, we'll have to do that again. Then the next time, the next time we come, it's fairly close to Disneyland too. It's not too far. No, and it's right off the freeway, so it's pretty convenient in that regard. It's only like a couple miles south mm-hmm. and right off the freeway. Um, all right, so that's it for Tasty Time this month. That's it? Join us next. That's all. Oh, okay. So, well, the way that I was planning on this is that I would, I want to try and pick like my top thing ah. and then um, like maybe mention something else. But you know, if it's a it's if it's a heavy month where I experience a cinnamon cookie and some <laughs> oh, that's right. cool churros, I keep forgetting about that. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, this month just the the pancakes and then the Twix spread. Um, so a couple more things before we wrap up our recap. Um, I did a gallery day in in L.A. where I went to Hero Complex Gallery to see. The latest Craig Drake right. show. I think he, I think he does an annual show at Hero Complex. Um, I think it's every January. Mm-hmm. I I could be wrong, but I know this was Craig Drake four or CD four. It was basically his fourth solo show at Hero Complex Gallery. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure you saw a lot of the pieces that he had I did. Um, online and on social media. I love his work. It's he. So if you're not familiar, he has this. Like the iconic 80s illustrations of like fashion models and stuff were by, I think his name is Patrick Nagel. I don't know how to pronounce yeah. his last name. Nagel or Nagel. Nagel. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nagel. He, um, so Craig Drake is basically a modern pop culture version 
of those 80s iconic illustrations Mm -hmm. it's i love this style i love its like simplicity and i feel really weird saying this but they are beautiful like it's it's such a kind of like a cop-out description i think but i i don't know i love it it's very vector-based and simple but Maybe it's just the 80s lover in me, uh, but I, I absolutely love his style. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like the midnight. Like he does it very well. Right. Like if it was any less yes. than what it is, it would be just uh, like a parody. Oh, um, yeah. I've seen terrible versions right. of his style for but sure. But he does it very well, very convincingly. Um, like that Wonder Woman piece he did, I think, for was that in the show? Mm-hmm. Really good. Like um uh, it's even it sort of elevates the original i think which is rare like his uh poses are much more complex than what uh, the original artwork was like so mm. but it's it's more than just a we shouldn't say it's just a you know a knockoff of this this <laughs> other artist like it's it's really very no. good so if you're not familiar with his work you should look it up and and check it out well it's definitely heavily inspired yes um, yes um let's see so i actually i was on the fence of picking up this Ray print that he did. So he does females really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love his work, like I said. But the unfortunate thing, he does almost, not almost all, but a lot of his posters are 24 by 36. Yeah. And I just, it's too big for me to to get that many of. So I have to like, it's got to be a perfect print for me to get a 24 by 36 poster now. Because I'm running out of wall space, so I have to be very choosy with what I that's big though I was on the yeah I was on the fence of getting this he did a Ray um poster that was 24 by 36 Uh, I think if it was 18 by 24 100 percent would have walked out with that Ray um like Ray from Star Wars oh oh. (laughs) okay (laughs) that's like a Ray Charles piece or something (laughs) like I didn't know it's funny I don't know why I didn't think of Ray oh how much are Uh, these these prints are they super expensive no, not at all. Well, they, okay, I, I should preface that. Mm. The standard screen prints mm-hmm. aren't that expensive. Wow, okay. I think those go for 60 to 75 but he also does um, like variants. I know he did an Iron Giant piece in this show that was printed on metal, and I think that one, like the metal yeah. print, goes for like $300. Sure, that makes sense. So, and then he had a... I, I know he did um, an X-Wing illustration that was traditional, so it was a one-of-one. I don't know if there were multiple traditional pieces in that, but that obviously being a traditional piece, that'll probably be... I'm not going to throw a number out, but it definitely was expensive. But yeah, if it's just a standard print, I think it's like 60 to 75. Uh, So Um, what did you go to Nucleus as well? Yeah, so that was the other gallery that I went to, Gallery Nucleus, where they did the Guillermo Guillermo del Toro um, show. So it basically it it ha- highlighted all of his movies and then Troll Hunters. Mm. So there was a couple Troll Hunters pieces. There was Crimson Peak pieces in there. There was Shape of Water. Um, Shape of Water and oh, what's the Pan's oh, Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth, that's the one I always forget. And uh, Pacific Rim, mm. which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> you have to appreciate it for what it is, Jared. Actually, I don't. It's a, it's a, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun summer action sure. movie. But um, yeah, so I saw that. And there's a couple Squared Co. friends in there. Dave Perillo had a piece in there, which um, he was... This was his first piece 
in a different medium. So he was trying paper. Um, so it was really cool to actually see in person what he was able to do in this medium. The, the Dave um, Perillo or Dave Pryor? Oh, Pryor. Did I say Perillo? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Dave Pryor. He did a paper piece. Um, so that was really cool to see. Um, a couple other pieces that really stood out there. Somebody did. I don't know if they sculpted this. Um, or if this was like a 3D printed thing, but there was a giant, really super detailed version of the ghost from Crimson Peak, or one of the ghosts. And it it looked like, you know, a Hollywood model mm. version of this character. Uh-huh. It was really, really creepy. I don't know who would ever want this in their house because it, yeah. it was so creepy. It was really, really good, but like it was, it would be like literally having this terrifying ghost in mm-hmm. your house if you were to purchase it. Which so I want to ask you. I know you you go super cute with all of your of stuff. Course. Do you think it's a deterrent to go like that kind of style where it's super graphic and uh, I don't know scary or spooky? Like, what's your take on well, all of that? I know there's a, there's an audience for it, but what can you do with something that scary? I think it I think it limits your audience because I, I think you know, one of the advantages of doing cute, I think, is that everybody kind of likes cute. Now, that doesn't mean everybody mm-hmm. will buy it or put it up in their house. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think everyone can appreciate cute. You know, you're not put off by it, per se. Whereas I think with the horror stuff, people might be like, ugh. You know, you'll get definitely an element of people who are just like, I don't even want to look at that, let alone buy it or put it in my house. So I think with those yeah. kind of things, just it's it's more specific. But and that's not to take away from what the piece is or what you know what they were able to achieve with the piece. It can be a great piece, but there's a big jump between you know admiring something and then putting it in your house or spending a lot of money on it. But but you know, I don't know. I I don't know enough about the gallery situation to to say what you know. Uh, makes sense yeah or... because for something like that there's an expense uh, plus the fact that it's a like an installation in your house it's not just a poster that you can put up and then take down after right. you know it's a bit of more of an investment so i think that even makes it even more narrow but i don't know what do you think are you uh i mean i wouldn't it seems like a i don't know what you would do with even if it wasn't something spooky like that like an actual bust or like a th- any 3D piece of artwork, right. especially one that takes up that much space, yeah, yeah. you have to dedicate like a corner or an area of your house to this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be my biggest concern is like, what do you do with it? Mm-hmm. You don't want to just buy it and throw it in storage or put it in your attic. Right. Um, unless your attic is like your collection space. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I think that would, I definitely would never buy something that would, freak me out or creep me Mm -hmm. out so that's i tend to go towards the more graphic or cute stuff too right but oh so i want to ask do you have are you a fan of guillermo del toro um or do you have like a favorite project he's been a part of uh yeah i do like him very much uh i think pan's labyrinth probably is my favorite film from i think i've seen everything from him uh but pan's labyrinth probably that kind of epitomizes to me everything that he does and does well. Mm. Like I know you love Troll Hunters, and I've and I've watched most of it, and I really like the look of the thing and and everything. But I, I think you like it more more than I do. Is yeah. that your favorite uh, Guillermo thing? Yeah. So I think I love Pacific Rim, which you also gag mm-hmm. at, and then <laughs> I um yeah I love Troll Hunters. So Pacific Rim is definitely my favorite movie of his, and then Troll Hunters might be my favorite overall project of his so i was actually excited 
um, to go there in hopes to pick up something Tro- like troll right. hunters related. But there was only like like two pieces there. Mm. Yeah, so I mean, I was a little disappointed that there wasn't a bigger corner or section dedicated to troll hunters. But it is, you know, a newer title, and it is something that's very. I don't know. On the surface, it looks like it's for children right, only because right. it's very brightly colored and it's a cartoon, um, and it's Netflix. So there's a lot of potential hurdles you have to jump over just to get to. It's it's show. funny though that you Pacific Rim in particular. It, it seems the least Guillermo del Toro ish to me. Like uh, <laughs> I because you look at something like Pan's Labyrinth and then the early stuff, and it's it's so. Uh, I don't know. Like you said, summer fun thing, which I don't think of with him. No, I don't either. I think his contribution to it was more the uh, like the monsters Mm -hmm. and that whole aesthetic, because the the storyline was very, very Hollywood um, and not something that he's traditionally known for. You know, he said he wants to do a Star Uh, Wars film. Uh, What do you think about that? I think that'd be really fun if so. Again, with Star Wars, I want them so bad to go way off like something that's yeah nothing to do with any of the storylines that we've seen so far so like an obscure character a brand new character um or if they have to do something if they're too scared to jump that far off like just pick us an obscure character to do a movie around but i think he'd be great um as long as like they give him his own section to work within i think it's something he could do really well he well. said he wanted to do a job of the hut film like as a gangster film. And I thought that oh. would be, if anyone could pull <laughs> off like a, a puppety film like that, I think he would be, he would definitely be the one, you know, you look at something like the Hellboy movies and stuff. Um, and he could handle a lot of crazy characters. I think that would be, that would be an interesting way to do that kind of film. That just, that whole premise sounds funny. I can't take job of the hut seriously. Like, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he's such a <laughs> disgusting character. Oh, it's so gross. I know, but it's a great character. Like, I, I don't know why it's become what? one of my favorite characters actually in the star Wars oh, universe. So gross. It is. But then I always wonder how, like, how does he get know... into power? How does he become yes, powerful? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. How does this fat slob, like he's a slug. He's a giant slug. That is, we like more or less immovable. Yeah, how does he become this like really feared and powerful um, crime lord? I know there I, there's all kinds of things uh, in the expanded universe which isn't even canon anymore. But uh, there's a lot of stories on how he became like, and he's supposed to be like an unusually small hut or something too. Like he's not. I don't know. Oh. There's a whole <laughs> yeah. There's a whole uh, backstory there, but that's for another four-hour show. uh okay so the only okay i'm terrible about this but i just want to talk about it really quick we talked about it in the intro for our last episode but i had a t-shirt design that went up on cotton bureau if you're listening to this it's or you can't purchase it anymore but i just wanted to um talk a little bit about it so i was able to get up in cotton bureau one of my t-shirt one of my designs up on cotton bureau Available for purchase. For those of you that aren't familiar with the Cotton Bureau brand and what they do, they they have a really high level of curation, um, and it's usually very like design friendly des- t-shirts mm-hmm. um, and illustrations. So it's like it, it's it's like t-shirts for designers is the way that I look at the site um, and a lot of the their right. t-shirts. Um, so they curate with that in mind, and then before you can before they print a design. You have they have to pre-sell twelve, 
So I was lucky enough to beat that and get my design printed. Um, this was my second design through Cotton Bureau. Um, and basically what I wanted, to, the reason I'm bringing this up, um, every now and then we have some tips and tricks in here for you and little knowledge. Oh. But I actually, this is a design that I was sitting on for at least a year, if not longer. So I had the idea, I'll try and describe the the design really quickly to you. It's a kind of like a script text that says Los Angeles with four or five bars going behind it. My initial idea was to have um, the text say Los Angeles and then above and below it, all of the LA professional sport teams. So I went ahead and created this little design and didn't really know what to do with it. It was more of like a personal exercise. Um, so I sat on it and then recently, Cotton Bureau opened up this uh, like monthly challenge and the challenge for January was city. So I thought, you know, oh, I always like entering these kind of contests um, and I really like Cotton Bureau. It's probably my favorite t-shirt brand that's mm -hmm. out there. Um, so any opportunity I have to submit something through them that I think has a good chance of getting printed or selected, I'll go for it. So I was sitting on this design, didn't do anything for it for at least a year. Um, and I submitted it to their city challenge. They, they liked it, but they didn't want to deal with any sort of legal issues, having all the professional sport teams on there. So they just took, they had me take off the sport teams. So just says Los Angeles. But anyways, what I wanted to say is if you have a design, whether you like it or not, it, it's a good idea to keep it. Um, you know, I have a lot of stuff that I've done over the years that I don't like. <laughs> Um, but every once in a while I'll revisit and either redo it or update it. And, but even stuff that you don't like a year mm -hmm. ago, some things that I look at today, I'm like, oh, it's actually not that bad. Or, you know, you see it in a different light um, and you might be able to repurpose these things. So uh, don't ever feel like, you know, if what you your intentions for a specific project or design, they don't go the way you want it to or you don't know what to do with it. Don't get rid of them. Keep them. You never know what can come of it. Yeah, I, so, you know, I, I wish there was a good way. And maybe someone out there has an idea. Like, uh, like oftentimes I'll be working on something and I'll get an idea for something else. But you, you obviously can't stop in that moment and, and you know, shift on to another project. So sometimes I'll do a quick, like an illustrator, I'll open it up and I'll either, you know, I'll do some quick shapes or write down like, you know, whatever, Mickey Mouse doing this. But I wish there's a good way to organize it because I, I try to put those things like in a file or something or keep it, you know, on the go when I need a concept. But uh, it always seems to get lost in the shuffle of, of files yeah. and things like that. So I, I got to think of a good way to to store concepts. Um, but Yeah, there's there's got to be a system out there. And maybe it's just, you know, up to a personal, the individual, what works for mm -hmm. them. My thing, which is a terrible system, I have just countless thumb drives that will be my working thumb drive. And then as soon as I fill it up, I'll just go on to the next one. And, you know, <laughs> who knows if I'll ever go back and yeah. visit some of them or there's gotta be a better way to archive. I'm, I'm terrible um, with files. Like I, my files are insane. One, because I, I don't, I don't throw anything out even digitally. Like everything <laughs> stays. I, 
you know, I, I'm good about keeping things as a, like a project folder and then creating sort of a subset within that to, to like working files so that I have, you know, with Illustrator, you don't want to flatten everything or, or break it out. Right. Uh, so reference files and then like documents and things like that. But um, as far as like cleaning it up, it's a mess. <laughs> like there's so I've got yeah. so much stuff well, like, and then it's a pain in the ass to go back and try to clean that out at some point. If you ever like want to revisit something, oh, I started a, a Donald Duck illustration and I think this the style I was doing at that time would be great. Like it would be really difficult to thumb through all of these different mm-hmm. thumb drives I have to right. pinpoint it. I've got to, yeah, I, I, I agree on exactly what I was just saying. You shouldn't throw away your work because you don't know when you might be able to repurpose it or reuse it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if somebody out there has a good archiving system that is has like an easy search function Please uh, let Jared and I know. We'd we'd love to. Hear it, from it you. might even be an interesting roundtable discussion to have artists on to talk about their file structures and just things like that, like how they do some of the oh. technical stuff. It's a little boring, but I think it's good yeah. information uh, for a lot of people because you kind of do it in your own world, and you don't you, you rarely see other people's desktops like in that. It, it feels almost oh intimate, right? So it would be yeah, kind of totally. interesting to to see. Maybe that's more of a visual thing. Uh, I don't know. For me, like I know. As I'm working on a project, it's very organized where like I'll have a reference folder, I'll have a Photoshop folder, right. I'll have, you know, I'll have an old folder. So Versions. another thing and I've learned, yeah, I've learned this working in the agency world. Anytime you update, you make a change, you go up a version because the client always wants to revisit. Oh, yeah. So like yeah, yeah. Th- a lot of times they'll tell you to make an edit just so they can see what that does to the ad or, you know, the billboard, whatever it is. Uh, and they're like, oh, actually, I don't like that. Go back to yes, the version Yes, definitely. Before. Again, so. I think that's something you, you make that mistake once. Uh, but but there are <laughs> times when you're kind of moving too fast and you hit save uh, before oh, you've yeah. saved off a version and then you, you know, then it's gone. What I do for, what I do for my personal stuff, and this is probably terrible, um, I'll just, I'll copy and paste in place and then just I'll paste in place on a new layer. Mm. So instead of like versions of files, right, I'll right, have layers like of 20 different layers or like grouped folders of layers. Um, but then it gets yeah. really crazy depending on how elaborate your illustration is or what are you good about on. labeling your, your layers? So it's no. just number. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, well, the way that I do it, it's, um, Eh, more or less like this is this is a good saving point let me in case i want to revert back to this i'll open up a new layer and then i'll do some work like okay this is a good stopping point i'm going to fiddle around with it from this point in case i want to go back you know so i'll i'll save a new layer Mm -hmm. as i get to like a landmark point in the work maybe maybe this is just something we ask all of our guests maybe not a round table this could get boring quick but <laughs> jared's jared's already I'm bored already, with my yeah, one I, no, I find it interesting i don't know that everybody does but um yeah definitely but okay but so before I we got wrap to up answer though, I, no 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 yes no, you you've been talking answer. forever i want to know okay you have to answer the All question right. so what do you what's your workflow i know you you mentioned or you hinted at being able to or creating different file versions yeah is that what you do like how, at what point do you know you want to make this a version 
Uh, so my versions are all based around the client usually. Um, so if they come, you know, okay, so, so you'll send it off every time I okay. send it off and it comes back, then it's version two. Um, but my files can right. be kind of messy. My work, you like, I'll, I'll label it working file because there's crap all outside of the, you know, the artboard and everything yeah. and, and uh, extra layers and invisible things. Um, but it, it, that helps pre- preventing from doing too many versions because then all of a sudden you have like, it's almost just as much work to go back to three versions to, you know, coalesce to make it that other version that you sent. So it just depends on who I'm working with. But like some of the things with the children's book stuff gets a little complicated. It gets a little too, I don't know, it gets very involved quickly. And I try to be very economical with layers. I don't like doing a crap load of layers. Um, yeah. it, it makes some parts of it easier, but, you know, I tend to do like background and characters and then maybe a little bit beyond that but uh for the most part that's that's my workflow but yeah nothing nothing now you can transition well i was gonna say so whenever we do uh you know i'm looking at your instagram all the time and your stories you're you're much better about stories than i am i'm trying to be better uh i I still it's hard it's very unnatural (laughs) but you're better about doing it like when you're out and about so i see these things that you post and uh i I force myself not to ask you in the moment because i figure we'll talk about it on the show (laughs) um but you did did you meet somebody famous (laughs) no that was unfortunate so Let's see. I always, you know, I always try and f- play or like, I don't know, I think about how personal I want right. to get with this, and like how much I want to show like what the real Mark looks like and like what I do in personal life. <laughs> um, but I, I, okay, this is safe. So, cause it, I'll leave it kind of obscure. Um, I was visiting my grandma in LA and I took her to dinner or to lunch at a mall down the street from her house. And it just so happened that Demi Lovato was doing a meet and greet at one of the That's stores so at the mall at the time that I was taking her there. So unfortunately, I couldn't push her to the side to go wait a couple hours ah. to see her. Otherwise, I would have. Yeah. But I did walk by the store and it's like in the middle of the mall and the line went from the door through the center of the mall outside and like around the corner so it was a very very what, long what line. store was it she's got um like a i don't know how to like a crap activewear oh, she's, oh clothing. she's partnered up with some activewear clothing sure. line called fab fabletics <laughs> and um she's so she's there's like a there's like a demi lovato fabletics line nice. um well What's, we'll leave uh, links to that in our Goldie Hawn. <laughs> <laughs> What's Goldie Hawn's daughter? Kate name? Hudson. She she did a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. I remember her doing all those. So I think they um they maybe it's an annual thing. So like Demi Lovato's the 2018 Fabletics girl, hmm. and that yeah. seems like a um, a crazy promotion to have someone that big come to the mall. <laughs> like that just <laughs> seems like chaos. It was it was a. It was a nuts yeah. line. It was ridiculous. And grandma wasn't um, up to and it. And I huh? can only, uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out a way if I could like leverage her. Like, oh, my, this old lady is a f- huge Demi Lovato fan. And just like feed my grandma some lines to spit at them to make them think she was a fan. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't want to make her stand for. That's very nice. Very thoughtful. That. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay. So before we wrap up, I do want to kind of hint at uh, an upcoming episode. So this is episode 48. 
Um, and so that means episode 50 is right around the corner. Yes. Um, so we are planning something a little bit special for our 50th episode. Little bit. Um, won't get too much into it. It's not too super crazy, but we're going to do... Do we want to say what it is or just say we're doing something special? Uh, yeah, I think even that's overselling it. Yeah, we'll just, we will do something for the 50th okay. episode. Okay, we're doing something really special. <laughs> it's super special, and you guys are going to love it. That's uh, great. That I think that's stuff? just about okay. right. Um, so this episode will air, what are we? The Wednesday, the Wednesday before, Jared. The Wednesday before Cute Couples. What you want to talk about. Cute Couples. Yes. Okay. Correct. Okay, so we can still talk about that. So cute couples will open at uh, Doe and Arrow. Oh, why am I doing this? This is your bit. You should be. <laughs> this is great. I love it. Keep going. I'll do yours okay. and you do mine. Uh, lots of artists participating. Go to the website. You can see everyone who's participating. All the artists are starting to show theirs. We had Cole on earlier who talked about his. Um, I can't wait. I've seen very little for this show. So I'm thrilled to see what, what people have done. And you got an interesting group of artists this time uh, and quite a few. This is yeah, this is. The, I was just gonna say this is the biggest, um, as far as number of pieces go. This is the most art we've had in a Squared Coast show. Uh, I think it's it's thirty five, give or take. So it's right around thirty five pieces total for this mm-hmm. show. Um, and like Jared was saying, it's February tenth is the opening reception, and then if you aren't able to go to Doe and Arrow to see the pieces physically. Um, on the opening day, it'll be up in the store for the rest of February. And then you can also check out um, all the pieces online will also be available for purchase. So there so. is a limited amount of each print um, and and Correct. you will be able to buy, like you said, the day of the show. Now, are you going to be there all day if people want to show um, up? Like, if- We will not be there all day. So um, you got to figure I that out. We're. we're <laughs> Yes, we'll be there. Um, I believe it's six to ten. Uh, we'll, but we'll follow us on all the social medias, and we'll keep uh, updating you with more updated times. And so, so um, will they? They will only be able to purchase it when you are there. Correct. If you want to purchase it in person. Right. Um, so what I should be yes. doing is promoting the fact that if you purchase it in person, you get a free cookie. Oh. Like we said earlier, you get a free button. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of incentives for you to actually go to the show. You get free cookies with purchase and you get free buttons. Yeah. So, oh, I- I'm so dumb. I don't know why I've never said this in any of the promos. And this is literally the last Fantastic. one. Jer- Jared was nice enough to do some artwork for um, photo props. Oh. So... We have a window display that you can, it's a photo op in the window. Uh, it's basically uh, a version of the Sweet Tarts Candy Hearts. Yeah. Conversation um, Hearts. With yeah. the, the center heart is cut out so you can put your face in there and take a photo. Um, but then in the store, you have some Jared illustrated cookies right. uh, that you can pose with and take pictures of. So, that match the buttons. Uh, that you get for free <laughs> that are exactly so How sweet go go to the opening and you will be able to take photos with jared's cookie art that's right everyone's been waiting for right. cookie art okay go ahead promo me so if you are on the east coast or can't make it to the doe and arrow cute couples show jared will be at epcot february 9th yes. through the 13th Correct. 
follow him at jmaruyama for more specific details and times um, that he'll be available there for signings. Jared will have how many three? pieces? Threes, right? Three pe- right? Three new pieces there. Let's see. It's the, There's an up right. piece. There's an Epcot yep. piece. And will he get the third? And now that's that's right. Very good. Boom. Yes. So three new pieces. There's some new merchandise. Uh, and I'll be basically signing whatever you bring. I don't care. I'm going to be there for a long time. Footballs. Ninth yes. the 13th. Uh, <laughs> like uh, most of the days I'm there from 12 to 3 and then 4 to 6, uh, followed by Wonderground signing. So I, I'm really working it when I'm oh there. So I'm there for a long time. So come by and say hi and talk and bring me food and keep me company while I'm standing and sweating <laughs> <Whoa>. myself. <laughs> okay. This is this is my challenge. If you listen to this, if you're a Squared Coat podcast listener mm. um, and you're going to be able to see Jared at Epcot. Yes. See if if you can bring him the next edition of Tasty Time, ah. so go go out of your way to be the one that has the best treat you give Jared, and he will talk about it on the next All right. recap episode. I will not so tell those people if they're the winners. I'll just be there to collect all the food all, all the, the time. Yeah, so I'm excited to go. I haven't been to... When was the last time you went to Disney World? I think you were like seven or something. Oh, man. No, it was too long ago. I, I definitely need to go back. I'm going to try um, to figure out if I can plan it around your signing next mm. year, assuming they invite assuming. you back. Uh, speaking of which, we will also be doing a meetup again with the Master of One podcast. Uh, I will, not Mark. Uh, so I'll be meeting with them that Sunday, and everyone is invited. It's going to be... Um, I don't even know where it is yet. I should know by the time this thing airs. But uh, follow us on the website. I'll post it on my website. But it's really just a time to talk to a lot of other artists and creatives from the area. So uh, if you're there, come on by and, and say hello. It was fun last year. It was bring Jerry yeah, trees. We all ended up singing "Go the Distance" in the wilderness bar there. I am on my Yikes. way. I can go the That's distance. Terrible. Yeah, just like that. So uh, yeah, come by if you can. Um, but I think that's uh, I think that's, that's it. All. I will say this now for the first time: I am doing a two-man show. Say it! <laughs> oh my god! I am god. so excited to be doing a two-man serious? show. That's all I will say for this episode. We'll definitely be talking about it uh, in the Ooh, upcoming shows, teasy. and Mark will be having a big part of that. Um, but I just want to say, McTeaser I am so excited, and nervous about this show, but uh, it's been a long time in the planning, so uh, I can't wait to share like the images and what we're gonna do and all kinds of fun stuff. So anyway, we've gone very long. Probably should wrap it up. Oh, have we? <laughs> Maybe it just feels that All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Let's yep. see. I feel like I've, there's something else I was going to say. Follow us on social media. I don't know. All right. You can do that. Yeah. So <laughs> follow us on social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And encourage Mark to post we- more on Instagram because he's pretty terrible about it i'm i've been posting like multiple times a day now i've up you haven't even you're not a good squared co follow or you mean my personal no, no, no. i do mean squared co i know you've been posting more but i think it oh, could be better get out of all here. right all right so yes encourage me um anyways we're at squared co on all the social media um but that's it for today thank you so much for listening we will see you later Bow, 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 bow.